Alan. Six. I have a question for you. I hopefully have an answer for you. Are you ready for me to ask you a whole lot more questions in a game of 20 questions? <gasps> I guess I am. Six. Let's okay. fucking do this. I'm glad because we actually agreed on this in advance, and if you suddenly turn me down on the air, this would be real awkward. <laughs> but we'd have to deal with it anyways. Yes, that is that is life. That is that is how you do. This is an improv. We're we're not. We're, listen, we couldn't handle improv, but what we can handle is a competitive game of twenty questions. We will each take a turn. We will pick a topic. Our topic, our object for twenty questions, has to be a fast food franchise. The other person will take. 20 questions to guess what our fast food franchise is. Normal 20 question rules apply yes, no, sometimes, sort of. And, of course, if you're under par, however much you get under 20 questions, you get an extra garnet. Oh, boy. So this is a, this is big money. You can get multiple garnets from this. You absolutely can. We figured it was time to up the game. We need, you know, we need to get those bets going. We can't get those bets going if we don't have any money. So let's get a bunch of money and then burn all of it. Sounds like a let's plan. make it rain, Alan. Who's going to go first? I mean, I'm ready. If you want to ask me some questions, I have my franchise all lined up. Okay, I'm ready to ask questions. Question one. Is it a regional... Well, okay. Is it, is it a restaurant that's all primarily located on the West Coast? Yes. Is it a hamburger restaurant? Yes, shit. <laughs> Wait, can I get... What happens if I get it wrong? If I guess and get it wrong? That's just a waste of a question. Okay. Oh, because that's just a yes-no question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it in and out God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's like 17 fucking garnets for you, I asshole. I that. That's so good. Oh, I love it. Jesus. I love this podcast. I love how I've I, just now twice in a row stumbled into victories. I was like, I was like, I'll do something hard, like like Jack in the Box would be really hard, but I'd be like, oh wait, the most obvious thing for me to do is In and Out, so never guessed In and Out. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that was no. That was the only one that came to my mind because I was like, well, West Coast, easy, done, nailed it. I heard you say fuck, and then I confirmed it. That was easy. Oh, All right, I got I got a hot one for you. Okay. But okay. I, belie- I believe in you. Um, hold on. Let me just make sure. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Is it McDonald's? No. Okay. Well, I'm probably <laughs> going to lose then. Do they serve Mexican cuisine? No. Do they serve sandwiches? Yes. Is it Arby's? No. Are you keeping count of the questions? Because I'm forgetting to. Yes. Okay. I am. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I already lost this one. Again. I mean, you can still get points. I know. Uh, I don't like losing. <laughs> Do they serve hamburgers? Yes. Is it a nationwide chain? Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know how much I can give you. Is it Five Guys? No. Hmm. Hmm. Like, they're technically found nationwide, but they're primarily found in a corner of the United States. Is it Shake Shack? Nope. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to get it, am I? Fuck Shake Shack. 
I concur, but, you know, I don't know if I know very many burger places, actually. Because uh, the ones I'm thinking of are all, like, re- are like either, like, obviously regional or obviously nationwide and not really a, a split. I mean, if I'm wrong and it turns out that they're exclusively regional, I'll give you this one. Okay. Um, but I'm on their Wikipedia page right now, and it says it's, yeah, I'm fine so far. Is it Jack in the Box? No. Okay, that'd be a real mean thing to do. Do they serve onion rings? Yes. Is it Burger King? No. Is it Hardee's slash Carl's Jr.? Yes! Uh, fuck it, they're everywhere. They're not regional at all. Okay, good. Then I said sometimes. They're primarily located in the southern and midwestern United States. They're not, though. I don't have a Hardee's near me. You have a Carl's Jr., don't you? Maybe. I don't know where there is one. Okay. Is there the same franchise? I don't know. I I don't. F- I feel like I've never been in a city that... Well, not, didn't have a I've never here. lived in a city that doesn't have one. And I've been all over. Hmm. Where's the nearest Carl's Jr. to my location? I'm not going to say this out loud because that's... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dox myself, but... I mean, if you say a distance, I'm not sure... Like people It are says the like nearest it. one's in New York. Come on. Hmm. Okay. The Hardee's-Carl's Jr. split is... All right, well, are you ready with homework this time? <laughs> uh, you know I didn't plan it ahead of time, Six. Come on now. Man, I still have mine. You still have your homework? I still have what I was going to give you last time. <laughs> oh! Well, you got to figure out a way to just get me like do it the other way around. We'll, we'll, we'll play a fighting game one of these times. It'll be fine. And then you'll just win! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make Alan buy Street Fighter Five, and they're just going to lose. And it's going to be a lot of fun overall for everyone. It'll be great. We'll have a great time. <laughs> Man. Okay, so it took you three questions to get the answer. Yep. Which means you get 18 garnets. <laughs> I'm rich. It took me 12 questions. Which means you get eight garnets. So when do we claim them? Uh, beginning of the neck of the episode itself, not gotcha. during this part. Okay. Good to know. Um, in terms of homework for you, I want to make you watch a movie. Have, do you do you like movies? Six. I, I can watch movies. Do you like? I want to make you watch a fun movie. We're gonna make you watch a film, and the, oh, and then what I didn't know because somebody didn't tell me the rules properly, or they definitely did, and I didn't pay attention. Is you're supposed to like it. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you suffer. Well, you get you get bonus if I like it. I it's want bonus. I like points. Yeah. Feeling feeling a little greedy here, huh? <laughs> I already have too many garnets. I don't know what to do with all these. Oops, microphone. Um. God, the thing is, if you're gonna watch a movie, I might, I wanna just watch it with you so that we can talk about it. Uh, oh! Uh, uh, the one that I like a lot. <laughs> the Matrix. No! Chasing Amy. Oh, stop! This is violence! <laughs> Why don't you tell me? Because I'm not going to guess based on the clue, the one I like. My favorite, the, the movie I often cite as my favorite movie, at least when I was in high school. Now you gotta go back to like Fireside Friends episode three. Consult that. Fucking... 
mall rats. I don't know. Stop. I don't like Kevin Smith that much. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just going to keep guessing Kevin Smith movies until you actually tell me. For the next for the next episode, I'm going to or this episode, I'm going to have six watch Almost Famous. The 2000 2000- next. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It's from 2000. It's a Cameron Crowe movie. Uh, I'm going to watch the theatrical cut because the director's cut is too long and they add bad scenes. Um, okay. There was a point in my life when that was my favorite movie of all time. All right. I, I guess that means I will have to watch Almost Famous theatrical cut. That was all fun. Right. We had a good time. One of us did. That's good. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> you just need to lose. The Garnet Wager is a game where two players compete in challenges while watching episodes of The Genius. Challenges occur once per podcast, and the winner receives a quantity of garnets, depending on the challenge, and can assign media homework for that episode. The loser must report back on that media at the end of the episode. If they liked it, the winner receives an additional garnet. Garnets may also be wagered in various bets, according to the whims of the players. Garnets are not obtained automatically. When you successfully win a garnet, you have five minutes to claim that garnet or it becomes available for your opponent to claim. The first person to say Jin Ho after five minutes have elapsed receives the garnet, so long as they inform their opponent of the acquisition at the end of the episode. This is the Garnet Wager. Begin. Welcome back to the Garnet Wager. For this segment, we're going to be discussing episode two of season one of The Genius. Do these episodes do these episodes have uh, titles six? I believe you asked this last time, and I don't think they officially <laughs> do. But we tend. Uh, I, I have seen people generally using the name of the main match as the episode title. In this case, it would be the election game. Uh, I am, of course, uh, Six Detmar, a uh, host of podcasts and and promoter of the genius that's my primary my primary role around here and i am alan ibrahim uh co-host of many other podcasts and co-host of the garner wager uh and just a you know a human um is, is that what you are i theoretically uh okay so here's the thing episode two the election game rules does it i loved it i okay do we want to, like, break down what happens in this episode? Like, what the game is and what's the whole deal? Sure, sure. So I want to, like, I want to real quick talk about... I feel like there's some good stuff that happens, like, right in the intro. Like, there's there's, there's going to be a recurring thing that every every episode starts with, like, you know, people filing in one by one for, for today's... You know, like, okay, they actually disclose that it is, like, it's been a week since the last episode. There's a week in between episodes. Right. Just like there's a week in between episodes releasing. Um. 
and and so there's this like everybody filing in one by one welcome back to the game welcome back to anxiety city let's go <laughs> um and there's just like the the politics of how people talk like um there's there's people you know holding grudges from from previous games there's a great like moment of i think uh yunjin i think uh being mad at at sung yu sort of you know like politely mad but mad at him for for betraying her last game and they have the little like i don't know what to what do you call them there's like the little you know the little the like emoji like text yeah i mean i just i just wrote them down here as emoji but they're obviously not actually emoji right they're not like they're they're just they're like reaction text or they're just like internal uh thoughts Mm -hmm. of thought bubbles yeah emo text emo emo text <laughs> Shit, Shit, you ruined it. I ruined it. Oh, I'm the one who said it. But anyway, um, there's like there's there's one of like of of her giving like you know like a piercing look at Sung Yu, and Sung Yu kind of looks at the ground, and the text has like says like mindful, <laughs> and like that's an incredible. I want like, that one in real life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They use mindful that's... a couple times. They use it towards the end of the episode when everyone's like making deals. Also, mm-hmm. uh, mindful it gets across so much. <laughs> It's a really vivid yeah. piece of text that they way they use it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a good there's a good couple of those. I my main thing with the beginning, even though everyone was like being charming and it's like, oh, we're all back and we don't live here, but we come and visit to play games and, and fuck each other over for an hour a week. Uh, the recap it was a lot of recap, but uh, they played mm-hmm. the their music choices in this show. Um, we haven't really talked about on the show, but I we, I mentioned them to you when we first watched the pilot. Uh, are interesting because they don't seem to really care about like music rights or. Well, you're assuming that, but I I would guess that music rights are just in a different situation in Korea. Like maybe like, okay, they use Tank from Cowboy Bebop. Exactly. Um, That's the and one later on in the episode, they use a different track from from Cowboy Bebop actually. But also like they've released a soundtrack for this show. That's a thing. Really? So maybe they do have the rights. Maybe it's just like in Korea, you can get those rights for way cheap because who in Korea would care about that music? <laughs> um, I also want to point out the most, like the most Western reality show thing that exists in this show is the way they time people arriving. Like uh, there's, there's a moment while everybody's still arriving that, everybody starts kind of shit talking uh Kyungran yep. where they're like man she really like she really started fucking people around i don't know if i can trust her and at that exact moment she walks hey in guys what's up and it's it's like you know there was a producer back there being like hold oh, oh okay go go in yeah 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 so that's 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 the most western reality i think we ever get is that happens on on numerous occasions but um as a quick reminder um here, here on the Garnet Wager, where we're watching this show fresh, mostly. I've I've seen the first four episodes, so I I'm I'm a little spoiled on all this, but you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to have as fresh an experience as possible. There's stuff that I forgot that as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh shit, I don't know what's gonna happen. I saw this before. I don't remember parts of this. Ooh, because there's some some schemes. It's great. It's great. Well, the the cool thing about the way the show is paced that makes it I think pretty rewatchable is. Like, you probably remember, like, towards the end, you're like, oh, I remember the big plays. I remember this person getting eliminated or this person getting effed over in this way. But the minutia, like, the minute-to-minute, just people being themselves and kind of acting in character, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's like, pretty... It happens so fast. It's so well-paced that you feel like you could enjoy it even after you just watched it, like, a couple weeks ago or something. You're just like, oh, this mm-hmm. is just, like, them being strange and being 
interesting and and kind of like interacting with each other it's very like fun Mm -hmm. in that way to just watch even when there aren't schemes going on it's just like oh uh like this long uh recurring joke about gura just like chilling in a chair in the back because he doesn't want to work his brain too much Mm -hmm. he's like i'm done guys i i basically won uh i'm just gonna hang out in this room by myself uh the one other thing that happens um i want to mention before we get into the rules of the game itself is that uh, Jinho comes in, and everybody's like, uh, uh, isn't it funny? We- weird what happened with your garnet last time, huh? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that is that is kind of weird, actually. I wonder I wonder what's going on. And Songmin is just the most pleased with himself and explains everything, because he's the best. He's the worst. Oh, it's so good. Oh, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jinho, you're a good boy, but sometimes you got to get owned. So exactly. Better get better get fucking used to it with this show. Jinho is so nice and innocent. Now I just feel bad because I last week I was like, "Oh, the K-pop boy is really nice and innocent," but now mm-hmm. like they 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 continue to pull one over on Jinho until they're finally like, "You know, we took it, right?" And then we gave it back to you to make you feel like no one took it. You're very yeah. dumb. <laughs> like someone just basically, I think someone like calls him foolish at some point. He's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, guys. Yeah. Be nice to Jinho. It's, it's 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 a little it's a little rough. Um. But uh, I do – so just a reminder, uh, Jin Seok, the, uh, the, the politician slash entrepreneur, is the one who got eliminated the last time. Um, and then we're, we're straight into the next, uh, the next DM. Do you, like, do you want me to explain the rules or should you – are you are – you, I'm, I'm phrasing this so awkwardly. Should I handle the rule explanation or would you prefer to? Well, I was a little bit confused about the election game, so I was going to ask you to do it just to clarify mm. it for me. Sure, sure. So, okay. This uh, main match is the election game. Uh, basically, the way this works is you have uh, people who come up as election candidates. You have to announce at the beginning that you want to be an election candidate. You can't change your mind and become one later on. Uh, election candidates, at the end, there's a vote, and whoever wins the most votes wins the match. They uh, cannot vote for themselves, I believe. Right, that makes sense, at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, whoever gets the least votes is going to the death match. Uh, they can resign and become voters at any time. Uh, voters can vote for anyone they want. And they, uh, I mean, except for, you know, other voters, because they're, none of them are running. And also, the voters cannot lose this game. Uh, if there's more than two candidates, the loser will be the candidate that gets the least votes. The winner will be, of course, the candidate that gets the most votes. So here's where so, I found a little bit of confusion in it, but I also found this really mm-hmm. interesting, and we'll dig into it more. But what? So you want? So if you're a voter, you cannot be eliminated. Mm-hmm. You can't be selected as an eliminated candidate either. You you can't lose the game. Whoever there like there is one person in almost every challenge. Um, you know what? I've only seen four episodes. I shouldn't get ahead of myself. Okay. As as far as I've seen, there's usually one person who like loses. Right. Yeah. No voter can lose. But from that, anyone can be picked to be their their combatant in the DM, in the deathmatch, unless they have a token of life. That makes you immune. But anybody else is fair game. The voters are fair game to be picked to go into the DM with someone. Uh, and you can't get a token of life if you're a voter because you have to win to get tokens of life? Oh, uh, no, you you can't. You can be given a token of life. Uh-huh. So, like, the way the way those work is different every time. Um, but in this game, the way it works is one candidate will win 
and they will get a to- they will get two tokens of life, one for themselves and one, and one that they can give out to someone they choose. Okay. Okay, that that makes that makes enough sense to me. I just I don't know why I I guess I just didn't expect as soon as it started that like 90% of them were like, "All right, I'm going to just be a candidate because I can drop out later." Mm-hmm. But I guess that makes logical sense cuz you can't choose to become a candidate later but you can drop out whenever you want so they all just said well fuck it i'll start as one right so for the most part there's not much there's not much point in like and like not running right like there's there's no downside you can always change your mind yeah and as well leave your options open is how most people thought of things right most people literally the only two i believe that don't are kyungran the goat the greatest of all time the person who's going to win the whole game and uh gura i believe is the other uh no, it's uh it's uh teacher Chad Minseo. Yes. Or Minso. Minsu, excuse me. Minseo is a different person. Their names are similar, so I screw up sometimes. Sorry. These things happen. Um Yes. Right. And they're just like, we're smart. We're totally we have all the power here. We can just like pick whoever we want. Come come mm-hmm. and they're like they have this funny scene where they're like, All right, come convince us to vote for you and like no one cares because yeah, everybody just walks away. <laughs> they're yeah. just like, Wait, oh no, this plan didn't work out how we wanted. This isn't fun at all for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, the other parts of the rules that I haven't uh, mentioned, so you can retire anytime you want. Yep. Um, every candidate has 20 chips. At the end of the game, if you've won, your chips become garnets and you can pass them out freely. So the idea is sort of like, you want to hold on to some for yourself if you're, if you're a little greedy, but passing your chips out and is, is your way to buy votes basically. Right. Right. And if you lose, your chips become worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're it, it chips from someone who's not going to win are trash. No littering. <laughs> well, I mean, it just it feels like there's a lot of like even you describing it right now, like I get it, but it mm-hmm. just seems complicated. I guess because they can't have any room for like obvious strategies. Like this is all to keep the balance ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, and it relatively works. Um, basically, the majority of the middle of the episode is people. Either deciding who should vote for who, who should resign, how should we vote, who do I take to the death match, the usual machinations again of of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have any um, moments like through that middle part of the episode that you were particularly fond of? Because I just really, I was just following Kyungrong being amazing the whole time. She's just so smart and like I don't know. I just I, I like the way that she is very polite about all of her different plans like she just has like six different allies and she knows how to interact with each each of them and she like works in different groups really well uh i sincerely i think she's i think she's got big plans coming i have so many notes i'll try and i'll try and be i'll try and be less like overpowering with this but like okay so here here are things that stood out to me right uh teacher teacher cha once again uh, minsu once again has a shirt search at who a surefire plan, and he wants you to know that it's very simple. Uh, so you know, and basically his plan is: can you control your greed? Don't don't hoard your chips. Yeah. And in the confessional, Jin Ho kind of calls him out, like, you know, Min Minsu is kind of the guy who's like, hey, listen to this plan. I've got it all figured out. And then he kind of says nothing. Well, he's, um, <laughs> he knows it all, but what he says isn't that deep. Yeah, yeah, because it's like basically, uh, I sort of I paraphrase, but basically. Uh, Jinho's basically being like he's he's kind of just feeding people bullshit. He's actually kind of holding on to it, and I kind of I can kind of connect with that. I think we're I think we're of a similar mind here. Kindred spirits a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're feeding um, people bullshit for what it's worth. <laughs> I'm not going to dissect that one. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Cranking right through. Um, I do want to point out, there's this point, like, numerous times in this episode people are talking to Jin Ho who's sort of the leader of, of his particular alliance yeah right and and people are being like but like who can we trust and Jin Ho's like listen nobody's gonna betray us no one would betray us and it's like buddy oh honey. buddy you really you really can't be this trusting in this game nobody wants to work nobody can you can't trust anybody <laughs> you can you can trust like there are there are probably a couple of people you could trust. Like I would probably trust in that situation. I would probably trust uh, Minsu. I would trust Teacher Cha. He seems he seems like a really sincere, open dude. But like everybody else is suspect. <laughs> everybody else. Uh, Pretty much. Gura spends Gura spends most of the episode alone in a room with his legs kicked up. I'm talking about like, oh man, I'm just so tired from working so hard. Oof, oof, jeez, <laughs> oof. And it's, uh, I think it's worth pointing out at this point that we've gotten some, uh, we've gotten some, some message from listeners, um, and you know, some, no one spoiled anything for us, right? Which I'm really grateful. Please do not spoil anything from the show for us. Yeah. Let's, you're you're listening to this to enjoy us watching it week to week. Like, let's, you know, let's be cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we also got some fresh information on some of, some background information on some of the, some of the, uh, contestants and what they've done since. And most of it's been um, not very nice, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here's here's the darker side of some of these people. And, like, for the most part, I don't think that's any of our business, right? Like, none of it's that bad that it's like, oh, let's, let's on our nice podcast, call these folks out. Like, oh, people make mistakes. Right. Um, but. But we're going to call out Gura because apparently he's a piece of shit. Yes. Sorry. He's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a bigoted piece of shit. Um, and I, I don't feel comfortable just letting him get a free ride on that one. But he's very entertaining in the show, and we appreciate that. Yeah, often the characters like, I, I don't mean to make assumptions, but often the characters like that, that sort of like charismatic nice guys, or like, the, like his type of character, you're like, oh, he's, I don't, I have no idea what he's like in real life, and he could go either way, but yeah. Mm-hmm. As we learned, yeah, he's sort of like that. Awesome. He's, he's like he's he's like a comedian, and his style is kind of like needling people. And it turns out that comes from a very sincere place, which is unfortunate. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Huh. But yeah, great presence on the show. Um, Sung Yu uh, has 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 a little check in with with two different people, asking sort of checking checking his faith percentages with people, right? Right. Uh, Kyung Run tries to give him the the hard sell on on the alliance. And she seems, you know, kind of nervous about the whole thing, but she's into it. And he, at the end, he's like, okay, I've got 50% faith in Kyungran. She seems, she seems like she's kind of trying too hard, but like, mm. I love, yeah, I love the percent faith in people. That's so funny to me. I hope this recurs. It's a great bit. Um, because then he goes to see his, uh, his son by his, you know, his recording industry senior who showed him the ropes and is, is going to look after him, Songmin. And Songmin has, one of one of what we're gonna come to know is just one of his great. Oh, I love this character. I love I love this human being. He gives this heroic speech and the music swells and he's talking about like Songmin's future and he's at a crossroads and you know I've been at the crossroads and I know I know what's best for you and we just have to hold together and and you know music industry forever. Be well, be healthy. I want the best for you. And then there's the you know the cut to the camera and Sung Yu's like, yeah, I've got two two percent faith in Songmin. This, 
guy is treacherous. <laughs> just it is this show's version of a record scratch. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's very good. It's, it's incredible. I used to um I went to uh GX3, uh Gamer X3. And that is where I first played um Oh no, uh Resistance. You know Resistance? The video game? Uh the um the like the card game, the board game. Uh I think I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. It's a lot it's a lot like Mafia. It's sort of this game of like oh, of like okay. trust and diplomacy and talking. Yeah. Um and uh so you can be like resistance or you can be like a, a, a traitor, a government agent, right? Yeah. And I got heavily accused of being a government agent every single game. <laughs> Because of the way I talk, because like no matter what, I go into these like ridiculous flowery language, poetic shit, like songmen, and everyone's like, can't fucking trust them. Nope, nope. that's a cop right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for someone who's so anti-cop, I apparently have the most cop speaking style. Uh, so songmen, like, hugs my dude. I get it. Oh, it's uh, just anybody who postures. That like this is like the, just like we're playing a fucking triv- we're playing like a silly game trivia game for money, <laughs> uh, and he's he's like making such a big deal out of it. And you're like, well, either you're taking it too seriously or like, I don't trust you. <laughs> I mean that that speech is obviously tongue in cheek. He's talking about him being a crossroads in his career because he's right. playing a game where he votes. Like he's having fun. <laughs> I, I I understand. He's something. the nine S of me. the group. You and me. Oh, 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 fuck you! First, I've never played that you. game. I've never played that game. Oh, that was that was so offensive. Yeah, that was roast. honestly such a cruel thing to say. Um, there's there's a point where like it's been like half an hour. The first um oh forgot to mention, uh part of this game is that every thirty minutes there will be sort of like a, a poll to see how people are feeling right. currently. Um, and uh first off uh in the, in that poll you can vote for yourself. And Eugen doesn't. Eugen doesn't even vote for herself. <laughs> right. So it's like you couldn't be more obviously, like already on somebody else's side, um, because she gets zero votes. Most pe- other people get one or two. Um, and then the other thing is, after that, uh, Jinho's like, "Oh, okay. I guess I guess we should start handing out some chips. You know, we should start you know buying some voters." It's like, my dude, you're thirty minutes into the game. And also, there was a half-hour prep time before this, and you haven't given out any chips. You have no allies yet. Like, what are you? <laughs> yeah, you've got like you've got a bunch of people who are saying like that your ideas sound good, but that's it. It's just and and then and then immediately after that are more shots of Jinho, like of people being like Jinho. I don't know if we can trust so and so. And Jinho being like, it's fine, it's, it's fine. fine. Like, buddy, buddy, you gotta be more suspicious. Jin, there's no way Jinho's long for this world. There's no way. There are also other people talking about Jin Ho like he's suspicious. And it's like, has there ever been a more trustworthy guy? Like, he's so trustworthy, he doesn't not trust other people who are stabbing him. Yeah, you put like, the knife in his back and he's like, oh, you must have slipped. Yeah, he, this is his alliance. And yeah, he's. I, I, feel like, I feel like even before we knew the resolution, he's the most trustworthy in, in a way that really he shouldn't be. Exactly. But, uh, yep. he, yeah. Uh, you have a note in here about Gura and how his name means lie. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a quick quick line where people are talking about like how how Gura um Gura you can't trust Gura because his name is the same the same word as as lie. That's good. Uh, 
but yeah, again, he's just they keep cutting back to him, but he's just like once he makes his one or two deals in the beginning, uh, he's like, all right, I'm just gonna let the time expire. Bye, guys. I gotta, I have a headache. I'm just gonna go hang out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've never seen anybody in a reality show just have so literal regard for like the artifice of it. <laughs> it's like it's it's the equivalent of like being in a in like a sports game and then just being like, I'm gonna go, ch- I I'm gonna go just take a knee. Just for fun. Like, wait, you're in the wait. <laughs> this is still happening. Um But but uh regardless, uh more stuff happens, more um alliances are formed. Mm-hmm. Uh I do wanna I have another update of uh from from the history of my DMs, like during the episode, what I told the person who like, okay. In, in case you don't remember from last podcast, I have the history of the person who told me to watch the genius. And as I watched these four episodes, I would occasionally like pause in the middle of the episode and be like, okay, here's what I would do in this situation. Yeah. Um, so 14 minutes into episode two, I, I had this strategy. I would get a partner who was also running. I would have them give me their chips and I would hand their chips out as though they were mine to buy voters when they were actually worthless. Oh. Because I would, I would get them to vote for me, but I'd be giving them someone else's chips, and that person wouldn't get any votes and they would lose, but they would think they had gar- the chips. They would think they had garnets. Oh. I would have to hold on to all of mine, though, because then other, because then maybe people would end up comparing and they'd be like, hey, these are different colors, what's going on? So I'd have to just completely screw everyone. Mm. But that was what I was thinking. <laughs> Back to the episode. Um, the, the, the polls, I want to, I want to point out the polls are kind of like going this way and that they're like, Oh, Jin Ho's doing well, blah, blah, blah. The polls are nothing. Yeah. I think the polls that. are just bad data. Um, because like who, who's going to reveal what their actual strategy is. The polls are just people screwing around until the actual, actual vote happens. Right. I guess it's, it's a way for the players to estimate like who might be al- allying with whom at the time, maybe, but you wouldn't yeah. show it. Right. No, you wouldn't. You'd be, like, I I am almost surprised that you, we didn't just get like twelve votes for Jin Ho every time, or people just being like, "Fucking who cares?" <laughs> you know, this doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Um, there's there's <clears throat> so there's this recurring thing that pops up a few times in the episode of like one of their cut commercials is a, a jump forward, and it shows this like note with certain parts censored out of like, if I survive this day, I will give two yeah. garnets to. I was going to ask you about that also. Uh, what would you want to ask? Who wrote that? So that's uh, that's from the DM. But at this point in the episode, we find out there's another commercial break, and we see that Songmin is the one holding the note. The yes. note is somebody gives garnets to Songmin. Right. Right. Um. So the the game continues, and then there's a point in the last thirty minutes where suddenly everyone starts resigning. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jinho resigns. Minseo resigns. Yunjin resides. Uh, Jungmoon, Poon, Songmin gives a fantastic heroic speech about how, like, it was a really hard decision, but he's decided to step down. Uh, Sungyu comes up and gives his speech, and then of course gets hu- hugged by, hugged by his, his, uh, music industry Sunbai for, for doing such a good job. What a good boy. See, you like, you like Sungyu, how could you not like Songmin? Songmin has his back every step of the way. He calls him Songbei! It's, it's, it's fantastic. That's, um, it's it's one of those uh Korean terms that they can't really translate, but that's basically that's basically like saying senpai. Yeah, yeah. 
it, the, uh, the the phrasing of it is fun to me, but yeah, I figured that's what it mm-hmm. was. Yeah, which I guess I realize, unless you watch anime, I just translated one word into another word you don't know. Um, it's kind of like a like a respected senior in an area, respected field, elder, right? yeah. Like, yeah, but like, you know, not like old person, just sort of like, oh, this person has is is a veteran, and I respect them yeah. for you know, yeah. Um, and then Gura steps forward, and he like starts rambling randomly, and Jinho's like, oh, this guy's just fucking around, and Gura's like, and anyway, I resign. And Jinho's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I, this, uh, this was the scene where it all made sense to me because I was like, wait, why did so many people decide to become candidates? And then you just get this fun scene where like 90% of them resign and then you're like, oh, like it all clicks really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a really fun, it's a very fun montage of everyone doing that. And so at this point, it is down to uh, Yurum and Changyup and like, like the the entire Jinho alliance is just like what the fuck is going on <laughs> um and it's like uh they're talking to Kyunrong and Kyunrong's like okay who am i supposed to who am i supposed to vote for and they're like we're we're 90 minutes in you don't know who we're voting for <laughs> um <laughs> the best boy oh it's so good and we get more cowboy bebop music here yeah, yeah. um and then it's revealed that Chungyup was picked by Gura as like the candidate to win before the game started, like as soon as the rules of the game were announced earlier, we saw uh, Songmin and Gura step back and like exchange like a few sentences and then walk yeah. back to the group. And in that moment, they picked Chungyup. Is that that's the part where they picked, do like, like two hours ago? This is where they do the like pause and then they rewind and they're like, "That's what we've been planning the whole time." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. I love uh, they've done that now, but in both episodes where they're well, in the first one it was like, "Hey, we stole this guy's car," and it duh. But this time it was like, no, we knew we had plans from the beginning and we actually kept to them no matter what it seemed like we were doing, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so we, we have it. So uh, as it turns out, uh, Chung Yep wins eight to four. And there's this like it basically reveals that the game was over before it started. Right. Like Jin Ho decided 30 minutes into the game itself, like, OK, time to hand out garnets. Whereas like Gura had on behalf of Chungyup, decided who to give Garnets to and who was going to work for him, like, 45 minutes before the game started. Hell yeah. Just, like, the game was already done. Yep. And there's a bunch of, like, songmen, like, coyly motioning people over so they can talk to Gura <laughs> stealthily and, like, passing notes of, like, hey, pretend you're with Jinho, but we fucking got his ass. It's so good. It's incredible. Yeah, this is the show at its best. This is just, like, all of the alliances clicking, and you're just like, oh, man, yes. Also, I didn't even, re- I didn't even like, think about Yuram until this point. Like, Changyup is fun. I like him a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about her. She's, like, very calculating in these moments, in these final couple she, minutes. And she's very careful. Like, she's very... I feel like that's that's an intentional choice on her part. We didn't notice her because she didn't want to exactly. be noticed. She quietly made plans, and her plans, like... She ended up like obviously she lost the the main match, but like she still she made some plays and she makes some plays going forward and she's just a really like quiet behind the sci- scenes uh you know cunning agent here. Right, <laughs> it's it's I, it's really impressive honestly. I like mm-hmm. actually did not realize she was in the game and I was like oh wait who's this oh wait she's doing amazing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have um sort of like everyone's accusing everyone else of like oh like who did this it's like oh I, I you screwed us over you screwed us over uh kyungran and jinho kind of get at each other because jinho accuses kyungran when he thinks she's not there and she is <laughs> um 
And then basically the garnet counts for are, are revealed at the end, and that sort of shows what's really going on. Um, which is like you know, Teacher Chai, K Minsu, uh, Kyung Ran, Jin Ho, and Yurim were the ones who didn't who who stayed true. Everybody else was on Gura's side. Yeah. Um. And and there's a point where they're talking about like who are they going to put in the DM in the death match, and 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 Minsu like. It shows the most hostility we've ever seen, which they're talking about Min Seo, who repeatedly was like, no, no, I'm, I voted for Euro. It's fine. It's this other person. And, and, and Min Su in the, yeah, again, the biggest show of, of irritation we've ever seen from him kind of chuckles and says, ah, she's a real bugger. It's like, oh man, he's pissed. Yeah, that's the closest he chuckled. thing to cussing coming he's out of He's pissed. <laughs> yeah. He's so mad. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Yurim ends up picking, uh, Min Seo for the death match. And that's up next, after we discuss our homework. But before we get to the homework, Alan. Hi. I have a confession to make. <laughs> What's that? I gin hoed your ass. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> no, wait! <laughs> I didn't claim my garnets, did I? You didn't. No! You didn't. That's so many garnets! <laughs> how many did you take? Did you take all of them? Is that how this works? That's how that works? <laughs> no! You're a villain, Six! You're a- you're- No! No! What the fuck? No! I, I, I just got I'm all giving, slimy like, feeling. No, you just- <laughs> oh, I don't want a podcast anymore. No! Ooh, That's so uh, I did so well! You really did. You really did. You earned, like, like 18 garnets. Oh, they're all you- oh, That's a no. lot. I left them on the table again. Oh my so God. I hate this. Yeah, I, t- I literally said last week, "Hey y'all, I'm gonna forget to do it at some point." But I was, I ah, uh, there was that moment. Like I wrote down when the episode started in our in our thing, and I waited like five minutes and started looking for a natural way to bring up Jinho. You said it. Uh, you, you said it more than once. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Man. All right. Frick. Well, onto our onto our homework, I guess. So, Alan. You once again won our our homework competent. You won our challenge, and you assigned homework. Remind the folks what did you assign me for my homework this week? For this week, I assigned you the 2000 film Almost Famous, uh, which was directed by Cameron Crowe and stars Kate Hudson and uh, that cute boy whose name I can't remember right now, um, and a bunch of other famous people who went on to later become famous. It's a movie about a boy who uh, really likes music and bands and decides to follow the band Stillwater on tour uh, as he chronicles uh, their lives as a journalist. And then he Mm -hmm. learns about life along the way. What did you think of the film that I used to call my favorite film of all time? He says in a leading way. So, not my favorite film of all time. Oh. um, But there was something like... Hmm. So side rant, my my father is a English professor. Okay. And he gets really obsessed about the word relatable and how he thinks it's a stupid word. <laughs> okay. Um he thinks he thinks it's a nonsense word cuz it's like everything like everything's relatable that doesn't mean anything. And I think he's wrong. Right. And I think that's like I I, I there are plenty of things where I watch and I'm like Wow, I mean, I guess this person's a human being and good on them, but fucking whatever, right? Yeah. I genuinely found it 
relatable to see this like this this kid uh William who is going through these spaces where he does not really fit in but like he's there like he he kind he kind of wants to fit in and he also has a job to do and those two things are kind of at odds and he's struggling his way through right yeah but <laughs> i uh, well, not to be too on the nose but i feel that way in queer spaces a lot of the time right yeah it's sort of like i i think i like these people and i think i want to be the sort of person who is here but i'm also like i'm also kind of here cuz like they're then my worst moments it's like well i'm here because like boy if i if i had more you know like creative friends then we could encourage each other and get shit done and that's kind of like mercenary of me and kind of screwed up um i don't know it's so i found a lot of the um hmm like i've gone to two concerts in my life okay so like a lot of the like the like the rolling concert music industry stuff was like interesting but also really alien to Mm -hmm, me mm -hmm. you know um that's the kind of stuff like like that my my siblings would get more into and i would i would go hide in the corner (laughs) um it's just like no 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 i don't want any part of this um so i don't know for the most part i found it really yeah I, i i had a pretty good time with it. i do like there are some some gripes though right right naturally um I think sometimes the way the band is portrayed is kind of there's especially there's a scene near the end where they're on an airplane and it looks like the airplane's going to crash <laughs> and they're all just sort of like I love this confessing scene. like oh, okay let's get everything off our chest about all the stuff that we've hidden from each other and it's like there are parts of that that are played for comedy in a way I really just don't appreciate I'm gay yeah, that's one, right? Yeah. Or they're like, the manager's like, oh yeah, I did a hit and run once. And it's like, that's not funny. I'm not amused by that. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it's, the actor's Jimmy Fallon, I'm clearly supposed to be amused by that. Right. It's just like, I don't, I don't know, Some sometimes I really don't agree with the, the movie's sense of humor. But um, when it's being more sincere about trying to, like, trying to be, like, thoughtful and considerate about a thing that is all like community and emotion i think that's really compelling okay yeah so just to speak briefly to your opinion your thing about being feeling like he is this stranger in a strange land i think that was what it was for me when i was younger Uh, and also just the feeling that it's a movie that let me live out a wish that i've always wanted to live out which is um getting out from under the thumb of your overprotective parents and mm. going on a dangerous adventure but in reality you are very cushioned and you are surrounded by not amazing incredible people who are out there to change the world but just like broken human beings like mm-hmm. in his mind william goes on this on this tour to learn things and to experience life that's what uh, his older sister tells him, "Is like you know, you're gonna go out there and you're going to do something. It's all happening," is the line that she says. Uh, and or actually, rather, that's Kate Hudson's character who says that. But they both are these people in his life who tell him, "Like this is gonna be amazing for you. Like this is so important." And really, over time, all he's learning is like, "No, these aren't like heroes. These aren't people to look up to." Even the lead mm-hmm. singer is this like sad, incredibly emotionally immature, depressed person who can't hold a band together and doesn't know why they're in the situation they're in. Uh, and like watching that unravel, I always found to be really 
uh, emotional is is mm-hmm. the sort of like word that I always use when I watch this movie. Um, but again, it's a movie that I, I spend a couple of years in a row watching like every year. And the more I see it, the more like the artifice starts to show uh, mm. and the awkwardness or like the datedness and the way that some of the lines don't actually ring as true as I thought they did. Um, or some ring, some parts will ring more true as I've gotten older. Like I weirdly, I, I now associate less with William and more with <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, uh, who is this sort of incredibly jaded, uh, um, like former music industry person who William meets early in the film, who basically tells him like, Hey, all these people fucking suck. And mm-hmm. this isn't going to be fun for you. This isn't going to be like exciting or good. Um, I just want you to know that, uh, before you get your head in too deep and they're going to lie. They're going to make you think that life is amazing and that you're a rock star, but you're not, you're just a kid and you're going to go back home someday. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I, it breaks my heart to know people like that and to feel like I've been that to some people sometimes. Honestly, I like, I don't know the, the, it's, it's weird to say this because like, uh, I, I'm, I'm an ace. And so a lot of the character Russell, I couldn't really connect with very much as an aromantic ace. A lot of his motivations just weren't anything I was ever going to connect with, right? Yeah. But there's this moment that I really love the way it's framed, um, which is like decently early on. Um, and they're all like, they're, the band's all at, uh, at the pool and Russell sort of like is about to go join them and he sort of stops and starts talking to William and he starts like, just like really like speaking from the heart and being really sincere and talking about like, I just, I feel like I've gotten as a, as a musician, I've, I've just, I've sort of gone past these guys. I've sort of surpassed them, but I like, I, how can I leave them after everything we've done together? And I really want to stick around. It's, it's about family. Right. Yeah. And it's this, it's this great two layers of like what he's like, the, the tone of what he's saying and the way it's framed is like, Look at the, like, the sacrifice this guy is making for his friends, for his, like, his, like, air quotes family, right? Right. But the movie also has this other layer where the movie is also sort of quietly being like, and that's because this guy's kind of a douche. Right. <laughs> like, the fact that he thinks this at all, that he's, he's, he's this sort of like, I'm gonna stoop to their level, is fucked and he's kind of an asshole. And it's like, oh man, yeah, like, I think I think we all have those moments where we ha- we get some perspective and Russell takes a while to get his of sort of like I'm going to make this like I'm going to make this sacrifice I'm going to you know do this thing that's beneath me or I'm going to be self-sacrificing in this way and you're not you're being shitty you're doing it cuz you like the way it sounds in your in your arc in your biography almost exactly exactly um yeah no totally there's some there's some like the romance of suffering going on there yeah it's also just a film that has a lot of things to say and then doesn't always land all of them like again um the stuff with most of the women in this film like penny lane's an interesting character again because she's just another example of like seems like a magical realism person uh but is in reality a very like none of the myth of the character of penny lane her name isn't even penny lane that's not even her real name it's a fucking beatles reference (laughs) like we don't know we never learn her real name uh yeah we do well, do we? No, we do learn her real name. What is her real name? Uh, I, it's like it's the scene in the hotel where she almost she like passes out, right? Yeah, like right after, uh, she and William are like walking in the park, and her lady, her name is like Lady something. Like her first name is actually Lady. Oh and hell they have yeah! A laugh about that. Oh um, right, I see. I remember this now. I forget her last name starts with a G. I don't remember, but is it Lady Godiva? <laughs> 
No, <laughs> it's, it's something, but you know, uh, it's it's pretty ridiculous. But then a lot of the other women in the film are like cartoon characters. Like Zoe Deschanel's mm-hmm. character is like somebody. Yes, that is another like example of person I either have met or have met amalgamations that formed that character of my life. Like the older person who told me that life is going to get better. Um, but then there's like the sex stuff, like the whole yeah, the three friends of Penny Lane, like the stealing the virginity. That that moment doesn't hold up at all. That's real bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's real embarrassing to watch, and it's like it lasts a while. Because that is supposed to be like early in the film. You're like, whoa, he's having a crazy time. These girls just had sex with him against his will. And it's like, wait, what the f- – what in the world? Yeah. I, I like – I knew it wasn't going to happen because of when this movie was made. And also, I mean, like, fucking even if this movie was made today. But still, a part of me was like, I really hope he at, – at, like at a point in the scene is like, uh, no, this isn't. I mean, but also, like, the fact that it happened, like, come on, really? I'm not saying no human beings would be like, hey, let's take this this kid that we have, like, no real interest in and just, like, well, he probably should not be a virgin anymore. But, like, that's not really something human beings would do. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's not really believable behavior. And that stuff feels weird because Cameron Crowe, again, based a lot of this on uh, his experience being a journalist with an, with a band in his youth. Mm-hmm. Um, he also got to spend a summer doing this. It was with a, an actual band, uh, whose name I can't remember right now, but I, I ended up doing a lot of research on this. Like he, he was like, yeah, it's basically, this is not a re- retelling. None of these are actual people that I knew. You can't do like a one-to-one comparison, but the whole idea of, I thought they were amazing and they all turned out to just be people is very, it rings very true. Mm-hmm. And that, that was again, something for me, like going from high school to college and realizing that even like. Like, going to conventions for the first time and realizing that the people I knew from the internet were just people uh, made me feel like I was an almost famous. Like, I've, I've like, re... Like I said, I've, I've re-examined my, my stance with this movie uh, through the lens of, like, my different life experiences over many years. And that's why it's, like, very important. So I'm glad you watched it. But I guess I'm not shocked that aspects of it, like, huge aspects of it don't really uh, hold up today. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, you know, like, Listen, you're getting the garnet. Overall, I think I think I I am glad I watched it. So, can I claim this garnet right now? <laughs> yes, yes, oh, go for it. Phew. All right, so that's homework out of the way. You want to talk about our uh, our death match this week? I, I I'm still mad at you, but I do want to talk about death match. Yes. I mean, you know, <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about some stuff after the death match. We'll, we'll, we'll work. We'll do some business. I like business. Don't you like business? <laughs> I mean, I like business with people who don't fuck me over. <laughs> man, that's that's really short-sighted of you, Alan. You're not going to get very far in the business world that way. Oh, man. I guess. It's capitalism. Guess. It's cap- oh, no. I just made our ca- our podcast capitalism. I got to take it back. Yep. No, whoops. It now it's capitalism. Yep. There is no ethical uh, garnets under late. Huh? Anyways, the death match. It's rock, paper, scissors again. Yes, it is. Do, yes, wh- it is. Aren't you? Is, is it ever not rock, paper, scissors? Yes, oh, yes. God. It will not be Rock, Paper, Scissors the next game. Oh, good. I was getting bored of it. Yeah, that's fair. But this was a pretty exciting instance of Rock, Paper, Scissors. Well, yeah, because they, they practically like ascend beyond the rules of the game. It's not like there's no random chance. It's about whether or not the person will pick what you've told them to pick. It's all mm-hmm. just alliance play. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like literally this person going, please pick Rock. I'm going mm-hmm. to pick Paper. Please pick Rock. And then the shocker, 
Like, I was going like, oh, the reason I find rock, paper, scissors boring in this context is it's just designed for people to lie to each other. Like, to say, yeah, I'll pick this and then not do it. Mm-hmm. But what's cool is almost nobody lies. There's one person who kind of does, and that's interesting. Well, um, yeah, and the one lie, like, changes everything. But, like, person yeah. after person, they, like, set it up like they're going to do it, and then they're like, no, I'm I'm following through. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. When this, I, I had forgotten who went home. Uh, which made this deathmatch so exciting for me because I was I went into it and it's like okay it's Minseo versus Yuram, Minseo is from the Majority Alliance, Yuram is not Yuram's going home, like she's fucking done that easy yeah and like you saw her like as soon as the game was announced she just like she just like starts looking at the floor like well shit it's like yep no bye she knows yeah exactly and then like and then she gets a nine win streak nine out of ten. <laughs> And it's like, I'm sorry, <laughs> and it's just like, ah, uh, is this gonna be nine out of ten versus ten out of ten? Is is that what's going to happen? What's what's going on here? Um, and then uh, like during the negotiations, there's a moment where like Chung Yup is is talking to to Min Seo, and Yuram like straight up like walks up and like kidnaps him, just like grabs him by the arm and starts <laughs> dragging him away. <laughs> She's great. She's a little uh, gremlin. <laughs> she's she's so good. Uh I I I like she was intentionally hiding her sort of hiding her persona for this for this show so far, but like the little glimpses we've seen is like, oh this lady's the best. <laughs> uh she tell like for example, she picks uh Mince well, here, actually, here's a thing that's strange to me. Yeah. Uh this is Minseo's second time in the deathmatch, second in two episodes. Yeah. And Yuram says she picked Minseo because she took too many chips, right? It's like, oh, she was greedy. That's why I picked her, right? Yeah, yeah. But everyone picked, took the same number of chips. Everyone took three. Huh. She actually picked it because Minseo managed to piss off Teacher Cha, I think. But How did she piss like, him off? Because she kept lying to him about who she voted for, like, pointedly, and accusing other people. Oh. But it's like, it's it's this interesting moment where it's like, Hang on, that doesn't make any sense. She yeah. took three garnets because that's how many everybody in that alliance took. Well, yeah, it's like, who is she at this point lying to publicly? Is she lying to the rest of the players? Is she lying to the show? Because uh, we know. saw everything. I don't know. I don't know. It's strange. I, 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 guess, I guess she's just trying to keep it from seeming personal, maybe? Yeah. I Which, think so. you know, that's, ad- that's admirable. Um, but then... Uh, so it's it's Yoram gets gets nine wins, which is completely unexpected. Astonishing. And then uh Minseo is up and she wins her first one and she gets to her second against Jung Moon, and Jung Moon ties her. <laughs> and it's like, uh what? You both threw paper, what's happening? Excuse what's me. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and and like you could see Minseo be like, Oh, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um and then they throw again, and, and Jung Moon wins. Jung Moon beats Min Seo, and that's therefore Min Seo cannot get a nine win streak, and she has lost the DM. She's going home. She was so good, especially in week one. I feel like in this week she kind of just fell into line with the, with her alliance. Mm-hmm. But I loved her in week one. She was awesome. Yeah, she was. She was good. I mean, I, I what little bits I've seen of of Urim have been really compelling. Yeah, and I'm glad she stayed. Especially now, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bummer to lose her. Um, 
but then that classic text pops up on on sta- on the screen like red text all caps a huge twist will be revealed shortly and you're like oh, here we go was uh, Mitsuyo dead all along <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last time it was the Jinho. Last time it was the reveal that Songmin had had taken that garnet and given it to Minseo to negotiate with, right? Right. This time, Songmin's up to some different bullshit, isn't he? <laughs> Your you boy. Wanna, you want to? You want to explain this one? Uh, well, it's a. This is this related to the letter? Yes. Yes. So we find out that he negotiates a garnet for Songyu. Uh, and then what, I don't, this is where I was so, confused. So, exactly there, like, when, there's that first moment where, where Yoram goes up to them and, and, and he's, and she's like, please, I'm begging you, is there any way? And, and Sungmin, oh, his choice of words is always so perfect. He's like, I mean, you know, for, for me and Sungyu, we're really, we really care a lot about garnets. <laughs> it's like it's, uh, it's like, okay, okay, I'll give you, it's like, how about, how about a garnet for each of us, right? It's like, okay, great. And Sung is like, wow, great. Thanks. Thanks, Sunbai. That was awesome. Oh, I love it. Great. And he, and he walks what away. What a good friend. And Sungman keeps hanging out. And a little bit later, he's like, you know, one garnet is a little bit, hmm. <laughs> and, Not much. And, and Yuram, and Yuram, like, she doesn't, he doesn't even have to finish this sentence. And Yuram's just like, aha. Okay. Two garnets. Two garnets. And he's like, all right. You want to, you want to, <clears throat> and he pulls out a piece of paper. It's like, you want to sign for it? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> What a beautiful human. Oh. What a motherfucker. He has his paper ready. <laughs> uh, writes it all out. Is, that is the show's first written promise to give two garnets if she survives the day. And then, like, and then it's kind of for nothing because, like, the game is over before it gets to them anyway. Right. That's a good point. But also, I think that's kind of like a situation where because Yurum had gotten nine, she got nine because, like, Sung Yu and Song Min gave her the wins, and it's like everybody else sort of sensed the vibe in the room, right? It's like, yeah. oh, okay, then she can't win, so let's just go ahead and end this. Yeah, yeah. Like, Gura gave both of them the win, even though it was obvious how things were going to go, because Gura just wants to help his reputation of being the ultimate villain. <laughs> um, Which, like, Gura, my man, you do okay, but my boy Song Min's in the house. Back the fuck up. He's too... Uh... He's so good. Uh, Gura's like old man, like comically evil bad guy, and then it's like Songmin is like brilliant in ways that are really scary. He's like uh, the young new blood that you're like, oh god, oh god, he's doing horrible. Oh my god, he wrote a uh, letter. So, <laughs> he wrote a letter, and it's like, it's like, of course, the fucking like recording age, like the recording industry, like talent agent was like, what about a contract? How do you feel about a contract? Does a contract sound good? <laughs> like of course he fucking did. Uh, hey, what sign a, this in what your blood. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's that's next time. That's next time. Uh oh. Well, first of I, all, I, I don't know. I'm I, just joking. But well, okay, thank God. Uh, hold on, I have to. I'm gonna have to. I have to make sure I, I word this correctly. Yeah. So, all right, Songman is totally the Zex Marquise of this show. That's why you like him so much. He super is. I okay, that's it a out. that's a Gundam Wing reference. For folks who are not who are not in the loop, uh, Zex Marquise is a great character who is like an honorable shitlord. Is that the right phrase? Yeah, he wants the run back. Yeah. He wants that run back. He wants like, uh he's oh, he's so good. I I just I just love this style of character. Um, and that th- knowing that 
Song Min is is not a character that's a real human being, and he's like this. It's just, it makes it it's way just, more fun. Yeah, it's too perfect. Oh, what a what a good what a good human. Um, really really sorry to see Min Seo go. Really really fun really fun. I keep wanting to say character. Really fun person to have. <laughs> really, really fun to human have being. Um. Now, Alan. Hello, six. This is the end of the episode. Our our current garnet count, I believe, is uh, you have two, uh, and I have uh, is it twenty? I think it's no. Mm, that's off. You know what? I'll I'll you know what? I'll I'll edit it in. The math is kind of hard when you're dealing with numbers of this size. It's big. Fuck. It's a fuck. Lot. <laughs> you have ten to the power of two. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I have a, I have a lot. Um. Hey, folks. It's uh, Six from the Future doing the editing, and it looks like I have 26 garnets to Alan's two. And I've seen episode three. Episode three is coming up, right? That's the next one. I believe so. Yeah, the preview was wild. Somebody called somebody else a fucker in that preview. Uh, Yeah, it's it's abundance and famine, right? And I've seen this episode. Uh, I have not. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. But what I'm going to say is, like, do you want to make any predictions and maybe uh, put some money on the table? I I will, like, if you predict who's going to win, I will sight unseen put money down against it. You, obviously, I'm not going to let you bet more than you have. But, like, whoever you say, I know who wins this. I'm not going to say, like, never mind, I won't take that bet because you guessed right. I will take the bet no matter what. Do you want to make a bet? The thing with me making a bet is, I mean, I have the two, and I could bet one, but I don't have any evidence for who would win, so I basically have a 1 in 11 chance of being right. That's true. That's true. That is kind of unfair, isn't it? How about, I mean, so the way this works in, like, in like proper gambling is then we adjust the odds, right? We adjust the payout. Right. So what if, if you put up one garnet and I put up four? Oh, dip. And now it's four worth garnets. me guessing. Oh. Can you guess who wins the main match? Four garnets if you're right. Well, the, the other the wrong. other nice thing is I can win a bunch back and and even the odds more next week. That's uh, true. Assuming we do another big payout game, which we should. We uh, should. They're fun. Yeah. Uh. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna bet. Um. I mean, I just love her so much. I just want. Uh. Hold on. Let's get some names. I want. I think Kyungran's gonna take it. Okay, you're you're betting you're betting your one garnet against my four that Kim Kyungran will be the winner of episode three's main match. The bread game. <laughs> and yes, I do. Okay. Okay. The bet is established. Oh god. What have I done? I mean, I could tell you, but that would be no fun. <laughs> we'll find out next time. <laughs> I'm a garnet wager. Alan, it's the plug zone. What would you like to plug? They wanted you to do the silly thing where you try to like justify calling it the plug zone, but then say like Outlets, sockets, something, something. Earplug zone. There it is. We got, we got, we got, you know, we got this, the things that make you not hear is so good. You can find me on two other cool podcasts. One of which is called Fireside Friends. It's at firesidefriends.net. It's on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network. And it's a show where me, my friend Ryan, and my other friend Katie talk every month about the pop culture and how it affects us. And then we pick a shared experience and we discuss it in our second half and sort of a fun friendly uh group sort of like blank club, like a media club uh, and sometimes we have guests it's a really cool show uh i also co-host chats at television podcast which is a tv uh discussion podcast that i do with my friend magellan 
Uh, right now we're watching the newsroom. We just put out a new episode. We're watching season two. It's a terrible show. Our podcast is good. It's very funny. I've been told people like it. We've got memes about Coke. It's, it's a whole thing. And finally, mm-hmm. uh, I can be found on Twitter at Alan Ibrahim. That's A-L-L-E-N-I-B-R-A-H-I-M. You can follow me there if you're interested in uh, when I post new shows. And, I don't know, I occasionally shit post now. I'm, I'm like, sort of on there, I guess. You're getting there. You're getting there. What about you, you're like, you're You're like a half shit, let's say. Thanks. Yeah, you know. That's, one day, one day, you'll truly get there. Um, you're full shit. Exactly. Uh, I'm Six Detmar. You can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Um, and as far as shows, I have four other shows. I have uh, Neutral Game. That's a fighting game podcast that comes out monthly. I have uh, Novel Not New. That's a visual novel podcast that comes out monthly. I have Bottle Crow Reborn. That's a Dota podcast. That one's weekly. And then I have Oops All Anime. That's an anime podcast where we watch all sorts of anime, often with guests. And we talk about how much sometimes we like them and sometimes they made us very unhappy. Most of those, the first three, Bottle uh, Crow, Neutral Game, Novel Not New, those you can just find on any you know podcatcher, iTunes, Google Play, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. But with, uh, with Oops All Anime, you're going to need to go to patreon.com slash scanline media. For $1 a month, you can get access to that. It is our, the only content we make that is hidden behind a paywall. And like... We don't do that because, like, we want to, like, fucking charge it. It's because, like, hey, we do stuff like like buy games to, so we can write about them or we get new microphones or, you know, stuff stuff costs money. We do this in our free time. And, and for a dollar a month, you can help us, you know, cover the expenses of running a website and making podcasts. And we'd appreciate the help. That's patreon.com slash scanline media. Um, yeah, that's 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 my that's my plug in. What's and then, <sighs> and then sign off phrase. Sign off phrase, Alan, Alan. Alan, what do we say to them? Well, we well six. We say what we always say to them in every single episode of the Garnet Major. We say keep on, keep on waging. We we say we say you may not have many garnets, but you're a gem to me, baby. Is baby too intimate for a listener? I'm sorry, listen. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. I love you. Wait, no. Delete the whole podcast. Yes. Yes, yes to delete the podcast. Not yes to... All right, goodbye. Bye-bye.